Hey there, this is Chirag Joshi. Uh, welcome to the first ever episode of the Driven Differently Audio Experience, a brand new segment in my content ambitions uh, as an entrepreneur in the field of electric vehicles. Uh, I'm super excited to bring this to you and uh, this is the first episode and uh, it couldn't have been a better episode. Uh, I sit down with Ms. Dr. Saurabh Markandeya, who is the CTO of a uh, company called Adarin Engineering Technologies based out of Bangalore and uh, this episode is basically understanding what uh, electric mobility is all about the basics of it you know so this episode is for anyone who has no idea what this whole uh, you know hysteria or sort of you know, hype is around electric vehicles and electric mobility and what exactly is happening uh, this is for you guys if you have no idea what's happening in this industry and to get familiar with it and to have the right kind of expectations from this industry by understanding its challenges and of course its opportunities. So I hope you love this podcast episode and uh, you go ahead and you know share it with all of your friends and of course you know feel free to follow me on all my other platforms Instagram, uh, YouTube, uh, LinkedIn you know you can find me in all of these places uh, you can search me with the name Driven Differently which is the brand I'm building for myself. Thank you so much again and I hope you enjoy this episode. You're listening to the Driven Differently Audio Experience, a podcast hosted by Chirag Joshi, an Indian entrepreneur who hosts guests both from his industry of electric vehicles and sustainable mobility and people completely unrelated like artists and creators with the intention of getting as many people involved in the mission to upgrade humanity to sustainable ways of transportation, aka being driven differently. So with that being said, uh, my first guest for uh, the first episode is someone who I really admire and someone who I came in contact in a very funny way. Uh, we met on Bumble, that's right, this was the <laughs> early days of Bumble uh, in India and fortunately enough we got connected Yeah, and, uh, and that's how we got connected and then I flew down here and before meeting this individual I had, I had met a lot of people already in, uh, in the EV industry. And no one had quite left me dumbstruck than this individual because the perspective that he brought in was so different than what I had earlier, uh, you know, experienced from uh, people uh, who are, you know, doing some sort of business in the EV space. Mm -hmm. So that, and, and, and here's what he started with. He told me, Key people don't understand electric mobility. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then, <laughs> then our conversation went on and I'm telling you, he showed me something uh, something very basic, but that thrilled me like nothing else. And he continues to do that with all our meetings. Yeah. And I'm very thrilled to have him here. So it's Mr. Saurabh. He is the, uh, well, you're the MD of Adarin Technologies. Yeah, so uh, basically I am uh, Chief Technology Officer. Hmm. I am Dr. Saurabh. So okay, yeah, this, sorry. This is Dr. Saurabh. He's done his PhD from IISC. Yeah. Yes. Take so, it away. Yeah. Well, actually, thanks for that introduction and I'm uh, glad that uh, I could uh, create that spark uh, in you uh, when we first met about EVs and yeah. uh, we are trying to ensure that people really understand what do you really expect and mm. I keep on telling people ask right question. I mean, mm. if you don't ask right question, you don't get right answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Mm. I think we tried to ask right questions uh, when we started uh, our journey with uh, other engineering okay. technologies. Okay, before we start with that, uh, give, give everyone a brief 
uh, you know what's what's the Saurabh story? How did Saurabh land here? So <laughs> give us give them that you know so that they understand you, they know you better. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so well, give them that. Well, I think um, uh, it, well, I was a very very normal student in school. My uh, elder brother, uh, he's like a uni- unicorn sort of scenario. He's mm. the sort of uh, best in academics oh, and yeah, so on. So taking forth. away all the limelight. Yeah, ta- and he is just two years elder to me. I mean, you just name any scholarship and he has got all that. Mm. And I am the one who was sort of behind the bus, enjoying all the fame, being yeah. the younger younger in the house, <coughs> getting all that love from my parents, but still not forcing me to do. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that was that was more of my childhood. I think ninety percent of my childhood is only cricket, mm-hmm. playing cricket, mm-hmm. and uh, that was still twelfth uh, standard. Okay. For the first time, I thought, okay, I think, I, I I think I should become a little serious and see if you study what happens. Mm-hmm. So that. So you're from uh, Aurangabad. Yes. Yeah, so I'm from Aurangabad, mm-hmm. Maharashtra, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a uh, pretty good uh, B grade uh, town. It's an industrial uh, town mm-hmm. and. Uh, Lot of big industries like Bajaj are there in yeah. this particular. Have a very good uh, uh, from uh, academics point of view. Uh, I think schools and all are pretty good over there. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was my uh, my major uh, majority of my childhood. Uh, I have my friends who are all entrepreneurs. So I think surprisingly in such a small town we saw that entrepreneurship at such an early age, mm. like starting from 8, 9, Wait, Which years. year are we talking about? I, am, I was in 8th standard, which means it should be roughly around 1996. 1996, guys, if you think you have a startup in 2019 and you're, and you're cool, look this side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were they were never that big craze of startup, mm. but uh, yes, everybody wanted to stand up and say that yes this i can do it okay okay that kind of attitude was there in whole of my mm. uh, school batch so that was the environment around you yeah yeah that was the environment around me and that was that is what kept on uh, kept that uh, fire inside me that i should have my own uh, company at some point of time Someone, okay. some point of time yeah. so 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 you so you leave aurangabad for your bachelor's and where do you go yeah so uh, i think i i did my engineering from college of engineering pune mm-hmm. so that is one of the most uh, prestigious uh, engineering colleges of india okay. i think it is second oldest college of india okay. after iit rutli i okay, think this okay, was okay, started okay. in 1854 oh so it was damn old yeah damn yeah. old i mean it is more about more than 150 years old it's older than Indian Institute of Science, which mm-hmm. was started in uh, 1904. Okay, okay. So it was an, a huge prestige to mm-hmm. actually study in that college. And uh, uh, the, the atmosphere, the learning atmosphere, the free, uh, uh, free thinking people, I think because it was one of the most prestigious college, all bright students, creative kids have used to throng to those campuses. and. Uh, it was amazing uh, learning experience and, mm-hmm. and learned engineering in a real way okay. over there. So, so, so you did a bachelor's in? Uh, mechanical engineering. Mechanical engineering. Mechanical okay, engineering. Okay, okay. I did my bachelor's over there. Mm-hmm. And th- this is where I came across some uh, interesting and creative aspects like a mechanical calculator. Okay. So it was a mechanical calculator which can do calculations like our normal mm-hmm. uh, electronic calculator, yeah, yeah. but it was all using mechanical linkages and so on so, and so forth. So this was like uh, the precursor to electronic calculators 
know, at the yeah. Charles Babbage time. Yes. That yes. time they used all mechanical yes, stuff to do. Mathematical, mathematical. It, it worked on mathematical principles, right? Yes, it worked mm-hmm. on mathematical principles. Uh, it had, it used to have a round sha- uh, pedal so you just click in what you want to calculate just rotate it and mm. it will give you the answer okay so those kind of and mm. these were this is i think probably way be way before like mm. in sort of early century of 1900 so okay. that was that was the scenario so mm-hmm. these are quite old yeah but because my college was such a old place mm. they have uh, stored all these all these uh, you know easter uh, yeah, yeah 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 machines and to to make people who are to make people aware that how the engineering field has evolved over a past one century oh, that's and that was amazing experience. that's very thoughtful that was, actually. that was very amazing experience mm-hmm. that you see how the uh, engineering and technologies has evolved over a century mm-hmm. so that gives you and uh, that gives you gives you a perspective which is the most important part is that nothing comes to a life in a short time mm. okay things have evolved yeah. over a period it's taken a centuries yes it has taken like for example ic engines they have taken over a century to reach where to they reach are what right they are today mm-hmm. okay now if i apply these kind of principles to all of other problems all mm-hmm. of other technologies that we see in the market of work today we should also keep this uh, thing in mind mm-hmm. that things evolve over a huge period okay over decades mm-hmm. you can't really do changes overnight or we can't expect to things expect things uh, to change like for example mobility mm-hmm. the uh, instruments of mobility yeah. the platforms of mobility to change in a span of let's say five five years or a decade yeah exactly so like that's where the question is uh, so yeah, here's my first question do you think uh, i think we can sort of trace down the changing mentality ki okay you know now there's a need Hmm. for some different kind of uh, ways of mobility i'd say around i don't know 4 or 5 years when the wind caught on right yeah, you know yeah. when the first wave of ev startups started coming on ether you yeah, know yeah, tesla's yeah. model s started becoming famous hmm. so and since then you know i don't know every government is giving an ultimatum ki after so and so year we're stopping uh, the sale of ic engine cars hmm. after, even in the indian government's given yes. a lot of ultimatums yeah. do you think it's practical to assume that uh, there w- the shift can happen so early from a 100 year old technology on which practically an economy is really dependent on because when you're talking mobility and transportation you're mm-hmm. talking commerce trade talking all kinds of everything that good movements in the country yeah, yeah. and when it comes and and when you're planning to you know sort of flip them over into clean technology mm-hmm. do you think the ultimatum what every government is giving around mm-hmm. is practical well uh, i think uh, i i would have uh, two perspectives over there uh, one is uh, related to the technology yes the shift over can't happen in a period of a decade also mm-hmm. okay so it is a very very ambitious uh, target to flip over yeah uh, for a size of india yeah so if it is like a singapore a small nation country city mm-hmm. for them to implement and switch over to complete 100% ev may take 5 to 8 years okay. but for size of india uh, i think it's imp- impractical to even uh, vouch for it okay yeah mm. so uh, there there are two things one is willingness to shift over mm-hmm. okay yeah. and uh, second one is practical possibility to shift over okay okay if serious efforts are done i think in a period of 
two to three decades mm. it can be done okay okay mm-hmm. but if willingness is not there even it is not possible in one century mm-hmm. so recently i came across one article on linkedin mm-hmm. where uh, the scientists have expressed importance of global warming and aspects of pollution in 1910 1910 yes okay so this was in a newspaper in england mm-hmm. and there was a uh, there is a scientist uh, who expressed his concern about the ever polluting steam engines that are being used and he has Uh, created a concerns of that we are emitting almost 7 million tons of co2 every year and in long long term or mm. on the period of let's say half a century or century mm. this may create problems with respect to uh, at, uh, instable uh, atmospheric activities okay so this we knew in 2000 uh, in uh, 1910 19. okay 19. okay now whether there was willingness mm. not really there was we just went to two world wars after that so Absolutely. i think so yeah so even today there is no willingness mm-hmm. okay so that's why i said the uh, the there is a need to move over to cleaner technologies mm-hmm. that is the bottom line whether so there are two challenges one is whether there is a willingness mm-hmm. to shift over mm-hmm. if there is a willingness serious efforts can be done and can be brought into uh, Okay. force yeah and then the oh, the complete nation the complete economy shifts over to greener technologies yeah. uh second one is the practicality of shifting over a huge nation to electric mobility mm-hmm. because as you rightly said it's not just about mobility the whole industrial economy is dependent on mobility mm-hmm. Mo- mobility of goods exactly. mobility of humans because mm. okay. when you have uh, transportation strikes I mean, every country, regardless of size and uh, you know if it's developing or developed, yeah. they suffer huge losses in huge single losses. in a single day. In a single day. So Absolutely. that means there's so much riding on the transportation and yes. the trucking system and Absolutely. lot of all those systems. Yeah. So, so these are these are these are uh, serious aspects, and uh, that's where I believe that uh, both are required. Okay. So uh, the willingness uh, and the practicality. Practicality of switch or practicality okay. in terms of the time period. Okay. That okay. Okay. Want, okay. That you want to shift. Achha, achha, I think. Achha, achha. Uh, a nation like india mm-hmm. it may take about 3 to 5 decades 3 to 5 decades decades to shift provided we start seriously now seriously today yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay so okay. if if people are willing to shift mm-hmm. and not only from government i think government is doing fantastic job they are trying to uh, bring in the seriousness through policy mm-hmm. that they they want to adopt cleaner technologies mm-hmm. so that's a wonderful job being done from the government side yeah that's a good sign that for the yes. first time even both the government and the private sector are on one side saying that no there is a need to shift yes. and we are willing to shift so there is clearly willingness yes yeah. well i i believe there is little lesser willingness from the industry side okay okay ha cuz because of practicality issues yes, that you mentioned because yeah. because, because if you're talking about bigger companies like you know tata motors or mahindra or any of these you know big companies who have invested millions or probably billions of dollars into uh, pr- producing ic vehicles mm-hmm. for them it's practically for, for them if if you're sitting in their shoes of course when you're asked to you know pull out resources from what's working hmm. and put it into an industry that's smaller than your per year ka revenue hmm. that industry fair and you're you're planning to bet on it yes it's of course tougher absolutely right? um, so 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 yeah i was saying 
these bigger companies of course it's uh, it's from a practical they they rely more on the practical side because mm-hmm. it's more uh, important for them to safeguard the interests of now mm-hmm. because they have stakeholders uh, employees a lot of uh, systems a lot of you know projects in pipeline that have already been funded a lot of money has been put fair enough it's impossible to it's not impossible very tough to pull out all of that and put it on something that may or may not work out from their perspective fair enough right yeah so i think that's 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 the problem the that's why there's a less willingness yeah. from the industry so, side uh, yes so there is the there is also uh, another third and one of the most important aspect of electric mobility uh, electric mobility is a new generation technology let's mm. say when in 1900 uh, ic engines were coming in the picture as compared to steam engines so that mm-hmm. was like a new technology over there mm-hmm. and ic engines matured over a period of last 100 years yeah that's right so mm-hmm. similarly is the case with the electric mobility so okay. electric mobility started yes electric mobility actually started even way before, before yeah way before yeah, ic engines way before ic engines came into picture not sure how many but, of you know this but like yeah. i think it's it was late 19th century like 1890s yeah. somewhere around that yeah. there were battery powered battery i think that was lead acid right so lead acid batteries but because of I, i'm guessing i'm not too sure about this but i'm guessing ford motor came up with the assembly line and that made it that made the vehicles very cheap hmm. to own yes the petrol ones the petrol and ones. you know that's where the whole yeah I well i think there there are multiple reasons yeah, about that yeah. so let's so basically the ev technology went into hibernation absolutely, and i think yeah. probably uh, maybe around uh, 10 years back a mm. decade back mm. uh, there was a renewed interest in the electric mobility because of the obvious reason of uh, uh, pollution problems as yeah, well yeah. as the greener techno- greener energy requirements mm. so now today if i look at the electric vehicle technology it is evolving okay let's say from last 10 years till mm. today and mm. maybe even for next 50 next 10 years yeah. the electric mobility technologies are evolving whether it is in terms of motor technology the motor controller technology the battery technology itself the charging mm. station technologies all these technologies are evolving okay. so when it comes to a big company let's say for example a, 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 a multinational conglomerate in the automotive business mm. for them they can't invest on a one particular technology and find that it is outdated after 3 years ha huh. okay True. so for a big company to make bigger plans then they want to they need to have that kind of stable understanding as mm-hmm. to how do you handle a ev technology scenario which mm-hmm. is evolving okay so probably their thought process might be that they want to they want to let time give us give time so that the ev technology matures and mm-hmm. becomes to a steady mm-hmm. so that there are no, most of the technologies most of, most of the uh, more most effective and dominant technologies mm-hmm. become stable and that's where they kick into a uh, into the ev scenario and take it ahead mm-hmm. so this might be one of the reason why most of the major automotive oems are unwilling to invest okay. heavily Yeah, and, uh, into uh, EVC. Uh, yeah, because it's evolutionary. You never know. You bet on one thing, and maybe that is just uh, gone into you know uh, yes. obsolete, obsolete, and then you'll have to. Then you're all you're caught off guard. I'm guessing. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. Because like you, you thought, okay, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm guessing you, you sit down for like a year to plan itself, and then when you bet, you're left with you know less, less yeah. one year less. 
than what yeah. it could have See, been. Just to give you a perspective, typically a uh, design cycle of a car, okay, let's talk about a car. Mm. A design, a car is conceptualized and the design cycle takes eight years, okay, okay. to bring it to the mass production level and get launched into the market. Okay. So look at the design life cycle of a car. Mm-hmm. It's of the order five to eight years. Yeah. Okay, if mm. it is a major project, it is eight years. If it is a sort of a new or a, a minor change uh, as compared to the base model, mm. if it has a reference base model, then t- typically of the order five years. Okay. So that's the amount of cycle, mm. which means the, that much amount of resources, money and time has been spent by the automotive company. Now, if the technology is in evo- evolutionary nature, mm. what happens after five years of work? Exactly. They can't write it off all the uh, all the investment that they have done, mm-hmm. and then find that nothing is really achieved at the yeah. end of it. So this is also an another challenge. Mm-hmm. What I would say yeah. from a uh, bigger investment point of view that mm-hmm. uh, whether we should invest and what happens if the technology is outdated. Yeah. Like for example, uh, the 4G network, 3G networks, or the uh, cell phone yeah. uh, technologies and the products. What happened to them over last? two decades yeah absolutely. is a huge change mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right then how do you really handle mm. this kind of evolutionary nature of electric mobility in uh, from the here's what That's i think challenge. here's what i think i think uh, because in the last two decades the tech industry that now impacts almost every industry yeah. has the industry as a whole has caught on into the evolutionary year on annual cycle that mm. because every year almost every major tech company launches something launches new, something new right services or products yeah so i think that industry is pretty comfortable with the idea of you know uh, creating something every new year mm. you know uh, but i think i think because of the transition that's happening mm. in the mobility uh, in the automotive industry mm. now that evolutionary phase is hitting even mm. this industry and i do you, do you agree keep the you know the design cycle or the cycle of you know introducing newer products mm. and services in the automotive or the mobility industry uh, in a general the life cycle will decrease dramatically because of the you know way it's being you know shifted because there's now there's an inclusion when you're talking mobility you're not just talking about automotives okay mm. that's one part of it you're talking yeah. charging stations you're talking energy systems you're talking uh, uh software systems cloud based systems you're talking about uh city planning a lot of a lot of all yes. of those factors have a huge impact absolutely and will have a, you know even bigger impact going forward absolutely so do you think because of these factors the industry sort of opened up mm. and now the evolution cycle of newer products should and will come down than what it was previously uh well i think uh, wherever there is a need there is a way mm-hmm. and i i believe that uh the market demands this kind of uh, shorter life cycles mm-hmm. this kind of newer and newer product introduction exactly and i i believe that uh, industries will have to adapt it mm-hmm. so 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 yeah that's what you and i think cuz uh, yeah i mean like the automotive uh, automotive industry will have to adopt to you know uh, more faster ways of introducing mm-hmm. newer products into the market yes i think uh, what we, we we should also look at is one on one uh, one side is the product which is the vehicle mm. or the looks mm. or the specifications mm. and so on so forth yeah. the other side is the technology side mm. the technology behind batteries yeah. the technology behind the battery packaging mm-hmm. motors powertrain transmissions yeah. and uh, electric motor controllers 
so these technologies take a longer time to mature okay okay and these are common mm-hmm. between the uh, vehicle platforms mm-hmm. okay let's say for example you have a fiat engine now mm-hmm. fiat engine is introduced in india across three different automotive companies okay okay maruti fiat as well as tata motors use the same engine mm-hmm. for different vehicle platforms okay so the technology per se is standard acha okay, okay okay only the what uh, product <laughs> the <laughs> visible product on customer facing visible product changes mm-hmm. but necessarily the heart of the system yeah. still remains the same mm-hmm. and it takes a lot of time yeah okay so you saying what under the hood takes a lot of time lot of to time. mature yes. than what's visible what's visible but i think that's where the electric mobility system as of electric mobility is different right now cuz even the parts of under the hood are under evolutionary yes, change yes. and faster evolution yes so absolutely. here so yeah so i want to bring back and you know ask and uh, i would like to uh you know ask you to tell what you do mm. what what your company does what uh, how are you positioned in this ev industry as such mm. and uh, and then we'll come back to the question of you know how that evolutionary technology is different and where you're betting yeah yeah so yeah yes. so take it away so i i i think uh, Uh, we always I mean our CEO Kajal Shah yeah uh, who is also my who's his wife and Hairi uh, Mumbai yeah and uh, when we used to think about uh, electric mobility the first question comes to our mind is uh, we should ask the right question mm-hmm. meaning we should first identify what is acceptable electric mobility what is acceptable mm-hmm. okay do you really feel that eight hours of charging is acceptable? do you really feel that uh, 80 or 100 kilometers of limited range is acceptable mm. do you feel that 25 kilometers max speed is acceptable yes. or you want to go for 100 kilometers per hour speed mm. do you feel that the vehicle should be able to carry 100 kilos of load or it is capable of carrying 500 kilos of load yeah. so we need to understand what is that acceptable uh, Uh, definition of electric mobility this is very important yeah. for anybody to move or to adapt electric vehicles mm. what it means is today i am using a gasoline vehicle and i want to substitute my gasoline vehicle with a electric vehicle mm. but i may not be ready to uh, compromise on its performance yeah. in terms of speed mm-hmm. weight carrying capacity range yeah. and how much time does it need for me to refuel it exactly amount of time i spend in mm-hmm. charging it mm-hmm. so these are some of the critical parameters yeah. for us to define an acceptable electric vehicles mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so when we started our vision was we should create those serious electric vehicle platforms which can substitute the present gasoline or a diesel counterpart vehicle in terms of performance in terms of performance okay. that performance should not change at yeah. least a minimum it should be same huh. ideally speaking it, it should, should be, be better better, yeah. better than the mm-hmm. uh, this performance yeah. so if that is the minimal expectation set mm. this generates a very clear idea as to what technology you are looking for mm, because exactly. as you see today in the market there are maybe around four or five different types of lithium ion cell chemistries available yeah. on the top of it there are about 10 or 20 different lithium battery pack technologies available in, mm. in the market different type of motor motors and motor controllers are available they have uh, so the variation in terms of performance cost 
and the criticality of the technology and uh, whether they use any precious metals or not hmm. lot of variables yeah, that are there that affect the performance yes that affect the performance so yeah. once you have uh, once you ask a right question hmm. what is acceptable hmm. then you then it is very clear for you hmm. to choose which technology you want to go for hmm. what is the associated cost and that's how the uh, overall vehicle specifications yeah. automatically emerge mm-hmm. out of mm-hmm. your clear way of thinking i think i think i think it's not even i mean like you can't blame people for having the expectations of low cost yeah. and average performance of evs that's the perception that's out there generally and that's majorly because the first wave of evs that hit this country yes in or even i'm saying even globally i'd say mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. was of the of had these uh, the expectations were set there because yes. that was the first introduction of evs in modern in the yeah, modern yeah. world fair enough 25 kmph yeah. uh, no need of license mm. um, uh, very toyishly made and uh, didn't have basic things like headlights or even uh, had good ergonomics of like seats and buttons in here and there fair enough so and the cost is cost the itself cost. Yes. right so because so here's i think here's the expectation was set because because uh, the performance and all of these things were low and so was the price also mm. it was around half the price or like you know at least like 60 70% of the price of ic vehicles back then yes right fair so people found it key okay it's cheaper mm. so i'm willing to undertake all these extra burdens that come with it in terms of performance so this so they compromised on uh performance because of the price so mm-hmm. that was the expectation that was set there yes. now in this in 2019 you know heading towards 2020 mm-hmm. how do you flip this perception and how do you set the so now now how how do you tell people what's the right thing to expect because because this is their first perception for yeah. sure well unfortunately i mean this is one of the biggest challenge mm-hmm. for us right now yeah. uh, what what i would say is what happened about 4 uh, 5 years back it's almost like death of first death of ev industry in india yeah okay like we had introduction of those two wheelers three wheelers mm. there was huge amount of natural adaptation of yeah, electric yeah. vehicles in mm. india without any major of government push, push yeah, but because mm. of its irreliable nature because of its quality related mm-hmm. issues because most of these were like sort of diy kits bought over mm. from china Uh, people found it as a very easy opportunity to earn money and yeah. they did all those things mm. and finally customers were the one who actually suffered so uh, because of that people now have that perception that uh, the electric vehicles are not reliable they are not trustworthy and uh, they have lost their money and mm. now they don't want to adapt it exactly. so this now is the second wave mm. and uh, it's going to be very difficult yeah for most of the people who have those bad experiences yeah. with respect to ev mobility mm. uh, that has that is going to make uh, our task of these generations of yeah. uh, ev technology mm. startup companies uh, to really penetrate into the market exactly. it's pretty challenging mm. and i believe uh, what market uh, what we what we have looked at uh, understood from the market is mm. customers are really keen hmm. to have electric vehicles yeah okay because hmm. they have understood the problems of uh, pollution they have suffered noise pollution air pollution and breath issues so i think most of the urban cities people have already realized that it is must for them to move to electric mobility yeah. but unfortunately there hmm. are no serious products yeah lack no of options available in the market mm-hmm. 
I see this as an opportunity for the second wave of electric vehicle companies yeah. to offer mm. these uh, customers who are mm. willing to move over to electric vehicles yeah. in a form of a more acceptable mm. and serious vehicle platform. So, yeah. so what's more acceptable in terms of performance and price? So we'll start with performance because you know that's the most relatable yes. and to achieve that performance in electric mobility will come down to the price so that people know what it takes in this early days of EV industry to get that kind of performance because mm -hmm. what with the performance of you know IC engines it's over a hundred years that we've reached this stage fair enough so electric mobility has just been a decade old yes so, let, so, so start with what the expectation should be when someone's going to buy something or when someone's even generally looking at and judging a product so what's 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 the acceptable performance yes I believe uh, Let's go let's two wheelers and four wheelers. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I believe. Uh, let's let's look at two wheelers. Let's mm. say today I am using a Honda Activa, okay. And then if I want to move to electric, mm. uh, I don't believe there is any reason why I will agree to compromise. Whether it is my max speed, whether it is my pickup, whether mm. how many number of people and the amount of load I can carry on it, I don't feel that I will accept just because it is electric. I'll mm. accept to compromise on this. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So. This is this is challenging. Mm. Okay, this, this is this will itself uh, clear a stage as to what kind of technologies are suitable huh, huh. for the product. Exactly. No, yeah. So so that's that. Keep people don't want to compromise on uh, performance yes. or quality of uh, you know riding a scooter at yes. all. Yes. But because <laughs> but but they expect the price point of it to huh. be similar as absolutely what they get in IC. Fair enough. So Fair enough. so let's come down to yeah what the price is and why. The price, the price. Why it takes okay. so much? So yeah. I think I think there is uh, this is very good point, and I believe that uh, those people who are really enthusiastic about mm. using electric vehicles, uh, they should uh, uh, they should look at this particular point and understand it little better, so that they can make their better choices. Yeah. See the point here is let let me give you an example of a Honda Activa. Let's say Honda Activa costs me around sixty thousand rupees to buy. Hmm. Okay, and it has a life of let's say three years. Now, if I if I drive Honda Activa 40 kilometers a day, which means I burn about one liter of petrol mm. a day, okay. Over a period of next three years, I am going to spend more than three lakh rupees mm. in fuel cost. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So, which means if I buy a Honda electric, uh, if I buy an Activa, which is sixty thousand, mm. and its fuel, mm. if I pay everything upfront, it is basically going to cost me mm. three lakh six. Three lakh sixty thousand rupees for next three years. Okay. Okay. Mm. So this is what we call it as the overall life cycle cost of the product for me as an end user mm. to use. This is little bit more economical yeah. point of view, but I think everybody understand because everybody is paying that price. Yeah. Now, when it comes to electric vehicles, to to travel forty kilometers, I only need ten rupees mm. of electricity. Yeah. Okay, as mm. compared to 80 rupees of mm. gasoline. Yeah. Okay. However, this reduction in operating cost comes with a price of a battery pack, which mm. is an expensive item. Mm. So that's why most of the electric vehicles they cost you excess of one 1.2 lakhs mm. to give this to give, to a give similar this performance. Yeah, to give this a similar performance. Mm. However, when you look at the next three years of mm. your charging cost, mm. it is not going to be more than 80,000 rupees. Mm. Okay, which yeah. means 
120,000 rupees plus 80,000. If mm. I pay it upfront, it comes to be 2 lakhs. Okay. So 2 lakhs versus 3.6 lakhs. Mm. And this is the advantage. Mm. You with electric mobility, you are able to save almost 40% of your lifetime cost of next three years. Yeah. If I I would have paid it in advance, 100% mm. advance for next three years. Yeah. It is basically I am saving about 40% of my cost. Mm-hmm. Okay, as compared to little bit higher initial cost for the electric vehicle. Yeah. So I think, as a uh, from economics point of view, electric vehicles are definitely cheaper mm-hmm. than the gasoline counterpart. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, however, there is a little difference over there that the initial cost versus operating cost. Totally. Yeah. Okay. This is something which uh, I believe. Uh, is up to most of the startups to handle mm-hmm. okay and if we are able to uh, bring out a suitable model which is creates a sort of a win win situation for the end customers as well as the uh, companies who yeah. are so who are uh, financing these uh, electric vehicles mm-hmm. i believe uh, there is no reason for why people will not adopt for electric mm-hmm. vehicles so when you say a life cycle of a product which is 3 years for a two wheeler yeah. that's a good enough mm-hmm. like my i have a honda dio mm-hmm. it's lasted me 3 years and it's yes. pretty good i haven't you know regretted it so much yeah so uh, do you think most of the two wheelers out there can last th- are, are, no the in terms of tech and chess mm-hmm. are made to last 3 years with that kind of use yes because then again we are talking cost exactly yeah. exactly so i think that is where the real challenge today for the startups mm. that it's not just electric vehicles are not diy kits mm. it's not like i can buy a motor and a motor controller and a battery from well established suppliers fit it together put it on a chassis and hey i am a electric vehicle company mm. it doesn't work that way which okay? most companies are doing yes unfortunately unfortunately yeah i mean like because see it's like I agree that again, yes, I there agree that there is a lot of enthusiasm. Yeah. But I think uh, a seriousness should also come along with the enthusiasm Absolutely. that it's not just about making electric vehicles. Mm. You're basically projecting that your vehicle is going to last for next three years, mm. which means your vehicle need to be durable. Yeah. Okay. Mm. This is very important. Mm. Okay. I I hope all of all the companies, uh, all my fellow people who are trying to generate these. Uh, electric vehicle solutions for mm-hmm. the uh, end customers in india yeah. i believe it that responsibility lies on us that we again don't enter into the second debt trap exactly exactly by not giving the end customers uh, reliable mm-hmm. vehicles yeah. because that will be a dangerous situation because mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i mean like so you just mentioned ki you know it's of course cheaper to run an electric yes. uh, scooter provided it lasts 3 years yes right yes otherwise yes. if it dies in one one and a half year yeah. then you're talking buying again and yes, yes right yes yes that is that is the major so, challenge yeah so so and 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 to reach a stage where a electric scooter or you know any sort of uh, electric vehicle lasts some amount of you know respectable amount of years yes. in terms of usage yes that will take uh, some more time yes. and cost absolutely right? so this is where we talk about maturing the technologies ev technologies that we have mm. so let's say for example i develop a new motor mm. okay and then uh, we are having this motor test being tested and it is going good performance and so on so forth mm. but most important point is how many hours it can run yeah 
okay mm. so which means you need to have a durability test for mm. example the motors that we are working on which will be very soon star will start manufacturing it in india yeah these motors have a durability of 4500 hours mm. with load 4500 hours yes which is corresponding to perspective yeah how many hours uh, i think it should last roughly about 80 to 90000 kilometers okay okay which okay. means almost more than to uh, three to four years okay if it is being used daily mm -hmm. it's about three to four years okay so this kind of durability test mm. this kind of functional tests mm. needs to be done mm. okay on yeah. a, any new vehicle platform that we are bringing in mm. this is what typically most of the oems do and that's yeah. why their timelines are so long yeah okay but however as a startup we can do things cheaply faster we can we can change do changes faster yeah but that does not mean that we'll be able to create a vehicle product in six months exactly, exactly. it's not a diy kit kind mm -hmm. of scenario you need to have those kind of durability tests mm. it's i mean you can get it uh, certified from ARI does not mean that it is durable. Yeah. Okay. ARI mm. is more like a functional test, more like a regulatory test and mm. uh, test tested certification. Yes, okay. standard conditions, but that does not guarantee you that the vehicle will last for three or yes. four years. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is dangerous. So so the durability mm. that you claim that you have and your company is banking on mm. comes at a hefty cost. Yes. Right? Obviously. So I mean like uh, just give a you know percentage of how expensive is it than a regular cargo vehicle say like a tata is okay so uh, let me give you a perspective i mean uh, as you know hmm. uh, we are uh, presently uh, on a verge to launch our electric yeah. three wheelers exactly and uh, these three wheelers are actually as we said they are one is to one replacement for the diesel cargo vehicles exactly they're a direct and, replacement yeah or hmm. the uh, uh, gasoline or CNG uh, passenger autos mm. where passenger autos can carry up to five to six people yeah so this electric vehicle is uh, capable of doing the same mm. and uh, a typical gasoline vehicle or a diesel vehicle costs you roughly around 2.3 lakh rupees mm. on road yeah this vehicle will cost you roughly about eight and a half to nine lakhs eight and a half to nine so that's like four times easily yes yeah. and you can you can get in a nine lakhs uh, cost you can actually buy a good car okay good yeah. exactly car, right? so so yeah so so this is what we need to understand right now that the durability in terms of performance and you know the performance quality that we expect of ic vehicles for that to come down and trickle down to electric vehicles this is the cost that it comes down to Yes. If you're talking real numbers, real world situations and all of that. Yes. So, you know, so this is this is the right expectation that needs mm. to be set out, right? Yes. See, basically we are, uh, as, I write, as I also explained in the previous example of Honda Activa versus a two-wheeler, mm. where the life cycle cost was half. Yeah. So basically when I, when I compare diesel vehicle three-wheeler versus electric three-wheeler, a diesel elect, diesel three-wheeler costs you roughly about 2.4 lakhs on road mm. and this one costs you 9 lakhs, mm. does not mean that this is four times expensive. Exactly. If I look at a three-year lifetime cost of diesel vehicle versus mm. electric three-wheeler, huh? electric three-wheeler will save at least 10 lakh rupees if it is a commercial vehicle okay 10 lakh rupees so that's in the amount of money years. that goes into petrol and yes. diesel in terms of Absolutely. operating in terms of operations okay that's a big reveal okay so uh -huh. this is like 
uh, just to give an idea, I will be spending roughly about 450 rupees a day mm-hmm. in diesel cost mm-hmm. versus I will be spending roughly about 25 rupees oh, on dear. electric charging. Okay. That's the difference. That's mm-hmm. the difference in operating cost. Now, okay. I, can I justify higher initial cost versus this lower operating cost is the question. Mm-hmm. So I believe. Uh, financial institutions like banks who mm. typically gives loan to these uh, to buy these vehicles yeah. if they are able to bring in a right financial model, model true, okay true, true, yeah. then most of this initial cost can be taken out mm. on the shoulder of mm. the end customer mm. helping them to, to adopt, adopt electric vehicles true. but I believe that whatever 10 lakh rupees of savings we are going to create over the next three years can definitely be passed on to end customers as mm. well as the banks who are supporting it. Yeah, absolutely. So that's true. So uh, what does Adarin Technologies do? What do you guys build and what's your core competency? Yes. So Adarin Engineering Technologies has a vision that we want to spearhead electric mobility adaptation in India. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So just I'll just give you an uh, ask you a question. When you say electric mobility adaptation is successful in India, mm. do you mean that there will be a million electric cars running on the road mm. or do you mean that the common man of India will be using electric vehicles to earn their livelihood? The latter? Absolutely. Yeah. So which means we need to create workhorses. Mm. We should be focusing on those vehicle platforms which are used by common people to earn their daily life. Exactly. And that's why other in engineering technologies mm. is also focusing on commercial electric vehicles mm. rather than uh, private yeah. or uh, private ownership electric vehicles. Mm. So that's the focus. Okay. However, other in engineering technologies is basically into electric mobility ecosystem. Okay. So electric mobility ecosystem means ecosystem in which you have vehicles, charging stations, battery packs all together mm. under one roof. Okay. Okay. Why is it so important? I mean today as you see uh, there is a separate company for charging station, there is a separate company for battery, battery supplier, there is a separate company who makes electric vehicles. But the real issue here is that if tomorrow the technology changes. Mm. Okay. Mm. What happens? Yeah. What happens to the charging station if the battery technology change? Yeah. What happens to a vehicle if the battery technology change? Or what happens? Let's say the vehicle uh, motor technology uh, upgraded. Mm. Again, battery technology has to adapt. Yeah. Which means again the charging station has to adapt. Mm. So which means this impact of evolutionary technology is the reason why electric vehicles are not able to kick in the picture. Okay. As compared to that, what we conceptualize is something like a closed ecosystem, okay? A closed electric vehicle ecosystem. Just to example, let's say we have this electric vehicle ecosystem deployed in, let's say, Tumkur. Hmm. Now, when the electric vehicle, uh, when so which means there are electric uh, vehicles, there are charging stations, and there are consumers who are using it. Hmm. Now, there, if the technology changes. There is no need for you to modify this uh, ecosystem because this ecosystem is anyway working. Okay. Correct? Hmm. This is ecosystem is anyway working by its own with that generation of technology and there is no need for us to reinvest 
okay mm. to change the technology because technology outside has changed okay this is very similar to uh, to think it in a perspective let's say earlier we used to have narrow gauge railways railway lines mm. later on came a meter gauge railway line uh-huh. and the latest one is the broad gauge mm-hmm. now when the broad gauge is being implemented or across the india mm-hmm. does not mean that the narrow gauge and the meter gauge trains mm-hmm. are not running mm-hmm. that does not mean that they are not catering and solving the local problems of transportation there yeah, yeah. so there is no need for us mm. to disturb the ecosystem mm. even if it is a old technology okay if it is working in a in a closed ecosystem mm. if it is working in a electric uh, scenario mm. let it be okay okay so mm. you can you can deploy these in mm. the form of uh, mobility ecosystem okay and you can take care of the issue of mm-hmm. uh, uh, of evolving technology okay so so uh, i mean i know this that what you are working with and the battery technology that you use is far more uh, advanced than what yes. and, and like you you have a you have a point of view on lithium that most people don't yeah. so i'd like you to really share that with people well actually i mean uh, basically uh, my background is a researcher mm. so which means uh, by nature i am critic of everything before mm. even i accept yeah so any technology that i that comes uh, is presented mm. uh, we do a thorough analysis of that technology its mm. viability its long term effectiveness durability cost yeah. and so many environmental factors mm-hmm. so we earlier had worked on lithium technology but over a period we realized that the uh, thermal uh, sensitivity of lithium the nature of lithium uns- uh, becomes unstable at higher temperatures mm. and even if these kind of scenarios happens over few numbers of 3 years then the life of uh, the battery pack uh, drastically reduces okay. so temperature sensitivity is one major aspect second aspect is the raw material supply Hmm. that is one of the major thing let yeah. me let's say if you look at today i think uh, chili is one of the major uh, lithium uh, mineral manufacturer acha okay. so they they have naturally occurring lithium yeah naturally however in china right however china is the uh, holds almost 90% of lithium reserves across the globe okay okay 90%. which means today when you have Uh, crude oil imports from nine nations mm-hmm. tomorrow you will have lithium exports imports from one nation yeah okay wow. so that is another they're sitting on gold as of now who china you can say yeah you can say mm. if tomorrow the battery technology changes yeah i don't know what is the price of that gold then yeah exactly okay. so this is this is something of a perspective mm-hmm. uh, another thing is uh, lithium today year on year growth of lithium mineral expansion is about 40% okay okay and i believe if the whole world is going to move mm-hmm. to electric mobility and utilize lithium as their major batteries uh, i believe that 40% year on year growth Not is enough. going to create mm-hmm. a huge amount of uh, price surge okay okay and yeah, yeah, yeah. we as a price sensitive nation mm-hmm. uh, uh, can face major cost problems yeah. on lithium so okay. there are certain reservations that we but had, but yeah so this, but, but primarily i as i said mm-hmm. when when you set when you ask right questions when you set right specifications on your electric vehicles my our one of our major intention of electric vehicles is we wanted to take 
uh, charging out of people's life. I mean, mm-hmm. just to uh, for an example, remembering to charge our mobile every night is such a big headache. I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to remember yeah, yeah, yeah. to charge our mobiles mm-hmm. every night. Do you really want to add one more vehicle to it? Yeah. I mean, that's... seriously. So. I believe that ha. I want, if I want to have an electric vehicle, I want to charge it in 5 minutes. Hmm. Nothing more than that. Just to give you, and that's exactly how much time it takes for that new cargo vehicle that's coming out to charge. Yes. That's 5 minutes. Yes. So the battery technology that these guys have with them is leaps and bounds beyond what we have currently. Yes. And uh, at least what I've seen in my experience of 2 years and all of that, I haven't come across anyone who has this kind of tech. Yes. And uh, five minute charging is really insane, insane to think of. Even for even my mobile doesn't have five minutes. Absolutely, even you're talking even about cargo vehicles. Yes. Even mobile doesn't charge in five minutes. Yeah, our cargo vehicle charges in five minutes, mm-hmm. and with full load, it can go up to seventy kilometers of range. That's great. And when is it launching? When can people see it? Well, uh, I think we should be available by third quarter of this year. Third so quarter, first of, of October, I hope to unveil one of the most and state-of-the-art electric vehicle of India mm. and with that we should be able to propel India on the world map that yeah. we can do it. Hopefully uh, yes. our channel should be featuring that, yes. the first <laughs> look of it. Sure. Okay, so yeah, so we've spoken about so much, I think we've given a fair amount of perspective to people yes. about what electric mobility really is, what should they expect, what shouldn't they expect. Yes. So what, what so for you, you're here not to cash in early and sell this company and become rich. That's not your purpose yes, of being here. Right? Absolutely. So what is your personal purpose of doing what you're doing? Because it's, 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 not, it's not an industry that you look at and say, yeah, this is a very uh, exciting industry. Nice. I can make a lot of money and I think I'll be good here. So like what drives you every day? First of all, what drove you to even like start this whole thing? And what drives you every day now that you've done it for a course of four to five years? So, are you, so how do you look at the whole thing? Well, I think uh, as I uh, explained that during my childhood, I had uh, uh, those kind of motivations that one day I will have my own company and mm-hmm. do uh, some interesting. My dad is actually a professor. Okay. Uh, he is a doctorate in botany. Okay. And I was exposed to world called research. Mm-hmm. So, I was exposed to research world at a pretty early age. Okay. So I had that enthusiasm that I want to do something which mm. will uh, which will uh, take me up to an international stage mm. and then uh, wanted to achieve that okay these are these are the best brains and yeah. this is what we can do this is what I, I can do mm-hmm. and this is my capability. So I just wanted to invent I wanted to research create new things mm-hmm. from childhood I, I used to create a lot of things and yeah. interestingly I created a wooden motor this huh. small motor which is made up of wood okay and this was in like ninth standard mm-hmm. so a lot of creativity was there mm. and I wanted to sort of create new things yeah. and uh, obviously I think company uh, putting my own company or starting my own company mm. uh, was w- one of the way to uh, to bring to uh, my bring all my desires to real life yeah uh, I had I have worked in uh, automotive company R&D for about four years mm. I have also worked in one defense R&D for about a year mm. so uh, however uh, the uh, the urge to uh, create mm. something yeah. 
and secondly uh, something in the clean energy mm. scenario mm. these these were some are you are you a kind of guy who looks at who who started uh, doing something in the clean tech space because you're a big believer in uh, you know uh, climate change and uh, you know a really concerned person about the environment or is it just because you know that's the right thing to do like like wo- yeah. how, which i think uh, well i think uh, the later like uh i always wanted to be a inventor and mm. wanted to create new things wanted to create things which can have a impact on the human kind now uh it happened that the need of the hour mm. is to have green energy technologies need of the hour is to have pollution free technologies mm. and i think that's where uh that's where was the opportunity that was lying see it's like as a researcher you being a capable person mm. you can you can do lot of things okay you can you can uh, create businesses out of anything i mean even if you look at a, st- a small uh, stall on the road side he can create enormous amount of revenues yeah. without even having any educational background so mm-hmm. i don't feel earning or uh, earning money generating business is uh, i mean it is a challenge mm-hmm. but i believe doing something which will generate credit and a respect to mm-hmm. yourself yeah. uh, is something which i i wanted to do and that too in the field of research and mm-hmm. new technologies yeah so i think uh, electric mobility and clean space just happened to be a need of our and yeah. that's where and that's where you decided to dedicate yes. your life to yes that's great uh, so guys that's that was a podcast uh, i hope all of us had something to take away from it and that we now set the right expectations when it comes to electric mobility and whenever we look at the space and whenever we hear numbers regarding any product that is you or if you're even going to buy one i hope you know what to expect and now you know a little bit about why to expect what you are expecting right? yeah so that's i hope that's the takeaway and i hope uh, you know saurabh's whole journey and how he was able to create oh fun fact so adarin technologies is pure headed by our wife yeah right? yeah let me just show people who that person is <laughs> so the person really responsible for what's happening around here in this company is ms karvi so that's the person responsible so yeah i mean like of course we need women spear heading all of the things that we're doing so yeah uh i hope that was a key takeaway from this podcast and we'll meet again and of course whatever the new technology uh new cargo vehicle that you're releasing mm-hmm. should be uh, one of the early looks on our channel so stay tuned follow us on instagram and uh, keep subscribing to this channel you can hear it you can hear this podcast hopefully on other uh, podcasting mediums like spotify as of now and uh, yeah thank you for being here i'll see you guys in the next one hope you guys enjoyed this segment thank you see you